everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Well, I'm so excited today I get to share the message with you as we're in this current series we've been talking about the last few weeks. It's called, What Would Jesus Undo? How many of you, there's a lot of things that Jesus, I think, would undo in a lot of our lives, right, that we need to correct and fix to be more like him because I believe our heart is to be more like Jesus. And so a lot of us know we see um, those bracelets that say WWJD. Come on, how many of you have seen those around throughout the years? They've kind of made a comeback. And what would Jesus do? Kind of reminds us to keep our hearts in check when we're doing something. Come on, you know when you used to have those bracelets, you'd be like about to say something, and you look at that, and you're like, oh, what would Jesus do? It ain't what I'm about to do right now, right? And you'd have a heart check. And so we're talking about what would Jesus undo? And we've talked about this the last few weeks. This is week three. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't been able to be with us online or caught the podcast, make sure you check that out because week one, we talked about spiritual indifference, just talking about how um, God wants us to have um, a passion for him. He wants us to uh, not be cold in him or spiritually lazy. And then in week two, we talked about last week, hollow worship, how we can honor God with our lips, but our heart can be far from him, right? And so a lot of things, and this is a really challenging um series and message. Um, but how many, you know, I believe that when we're challenged, it causes us to grow, right? When you're a parent, you challenge your children because you want them to grow. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the same. I want to grow in Christ. Whether you've been in Christ for two, two minutes or 20 plus years, we always have room to grow and be more like Jesus. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about in this series. And, um, so what we're going to do is talk about a few things that maybe we can undo in our lives that Jesus would say, Hey, Hey, right here, you know, I think we need to work on that. How many know we all got a lot of things to work on, right? We're doing our best, but these are things that we're asking ourselves. What are things that really grieve the heart of Jesus? What is it that when Jesus sees things in our lives, he wants us to undo so we can have something better? God always wants us to have something better. He never leaves us without. When he removes something in our life, he gives us something greater in replace of that. And so that's what we're talking about. And I believe um, we're going to talk today about a behavior I believe that God would cause us to undo or an, even an attitude that he despises with all his heart. And if you read the Bible for any amount of time, you'll see that Jesus, he brings this up a lot in the Bible. And he's not talking to the unbelievers. He's not talking to the unchurched. He's talking to Christians, to religious people, to the Christ followers. So how many know we got to listen up because that's who we are, Christ followers, right? So this is what Jesus would talk about. He said, I want to undo hypocrisy. Come on, everybody says, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> We've all heard this a lot, hypocrisy. We all have things that come into our mind when we hear that word. And I think we've all faced it at one time or another. Um, it's those who claim one thing, but guess what? They live a different way. They say one thing, but they do another. How many know I think we've all kind of been in that boat at some point in our lives, right? All of us. And I, I say that myself. You know, there's times when you have to check yourself, check your heart. Do I have hypocrisy in my heart, God? And... How many in here think, you know, I've come across a person who's been a hypocrite? Raise your hand. Come on, y'all know. Like, if they're sitting next to you, do not raise your hand right now, okay? So <laughs> we're all a work in progress, right? But we're going to talk about there's hope for the hypocrite. So we're going to talk about that. One of the most common, I think, responses from a lot of non-Christians or unbelievers um, 
I've heard them say, I'm not going to church because it's full of hypocrites. You ever heard somebody say that? And I'm like, well, you go to work and they're full of hypocrites too, right? You go here and yes, we are followers of Christ, but guess what? We're not perfect either. And so that's what we're striving to be. And, and so I know a lot of times they say that statement because maybe there's like some deep hurt there or maybe they've gone through some things. And I think firsthand, all of us probably can um, think of a time maybe when we're like, man, that person hurt me. They're being hypocritical. You know, maybe it could be someone you looked up to. But how many know that I think all of us have faced um, seasons where we could be hypocritical because guess what? We're human and we're imperfect, right? And we're a work in progress. And that's why we need Jesus to help us. And so, you know, it could have been maybe someone you looked up to spiritually, maybe a leader, maybe to someone, and maybe they lied to you. Maybe they deceived you. You know, maybe it could be a family member uh, or a friend and they lived one way in church, but outside of church, they were a totally different person. You ever met people like that where you're just like, hmm, that's not how they act when they in church, right? <laughs> and it's a little different. And so um, I think we all have faced this or even have dealt with this. And if you haven't, it can creep into your life very easily to have a hypocritical spirit. And so how many know God wants us to check and examine our hearts first before we point out something in someone else? And so I think this is a, a message and a series that really is going to cause us to dive in and challenge us to really spiritually grow. So I want you just to lean in today. If you're taking notes, if you're watching online, write these down, go back, watch them and read over these things again, because how many know you're only going to remember about half of what you hear today when you walk out the door. And so we need to constantly be working on ourselves. And um, so we're talking about what would Jesus undo? And he's talking about hypocrisy. And so I want us to look at a quote that I feel is so powerful by this theologian named Brennan Manning. And it says, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny him with their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. That's a powerful, powerful statement. And how many know, I don't want that to be who people think fuel church is, right? I want us to be living what we're saying, what we're believing, even as we work and strive to be more like Jesus. And so I want us to build a foundation today, but let's first look at hypocrisy is so that we know what we're talking about. And hypocrisy, it's not the difference between what we do and what we wish we did. In other words, for example, if we break it down, um, I wish I didn't have these bad thoughts that I act on, but I do. I wish I didn't lie all the time, but I do. Now, this, there's a difference. This is sin. Hypocrisy is different. There's a difference between sinning and being hypocritical. And so um, I want us to look at hypocrisy. It's the gap between what we show and who we are. So there's a difference between how we live and then what we say we are. We could say one thing, but if we're not living it, it's controversial. It's totally contradicting what you're saying. You could be speaking something to someone and guess what? Then your life is not showing anything of what you're saying. That's being hypocritical. And sometimes we can come across judgmental or self-righteous, acting like we're holier than other people or like we're spiritually superior than someone else. And so we have to check our hearts. It's the difference between the public person that we put up that we are and show everyone else and then who we are in our private character when we're alone with ourselves. How many know that's when the enemy comes, right? When you're alone and he can attack your character and cause you to fall into temptation. And so we have to make sure that we deal with our hearts first and make sure that we come to God and say, God created me a clean heart. I don't want to be hypocritical. So there's a difference. And there's a difference here too when we were talking about sin and being hypocritical. It doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted because you're a Christ follower, but it's giving in to those temptations. 
It's giving into those things. When you do something that you know is not right and you habitually do it, that's a sinful lifestyle. Now, when you're saying one thing and doing something different, that's being hypocritical and you're usually judging other people. And so what would Jesus undo? He would undo the show, the act, the front, the fakeness, the two-facedness out there. And if you uh, read the Bible for any amount of time, you know that Jesus, he is a God of grace when he walks on the earth. But then also, you know what? He points out the truth. Jesus spoke the truth a lot. And he would tell people, hey, I see this. Hey, I would correct them. He would tell them. And how many of you know, sometimes Jesus allows the Holy Spirit to do that in our own lives. How many know it's not our job to be somebody else's Holy Spirit? It's our job to love people and help them walk with Christ. But it's the Holy Spirit's job to point out those things and say, hey, we need to take care of this. And so let's look at it. In Titus 1.16, Paul says it best. He says, they claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. So in other words, they're saying, oh, we're Christians, we're doing this. But their actions are saying something totally different. And Jesus is, and Paul's talking about it right here. And we know that Jesus hated hypocrisy so much that he spoke very harshly about it. And a lot of times it was with the religious people, the Pharisees and those who were religious leaders back in the day. And they were always kind of like looking down their nose at others, thinking of them as less. And Jesus would say things like this, you know, I see you and you're giving to be seen because you want everyone to know. You know, he would point them out and he would say, whenever you're praying, you want to be heard by others. So you sound eloquent and holy. You know, when you fast, you want everybody to notice that you're like starving over here without a cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I'm suffering for the Lord. And, uh, you know, when you criticize people, you're doing the same thing, but nobody sees it. You know, they would be taking advantage of the poor and Jesus would call these things out. He's like, hey, something's not right here. What you're saying is not lining up with what your actions and your lifestyle is. And how many know that's not what a true follower of Christ should be? We all struggle, but how many know we can attain to be better, right? And that's what we're doing today. And so he called this hypocrisy. So let's look at it. Matthew 23, verses 27 and 28. And then we're going to skip down to 33. It says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Come on, this is Jesus speaking. He went straight to the point, right? You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Verse 33, look at this. He says, you snakes. I don't know about you, but Jesus ain't never called me a snake, right? He said, you snakes, you brood of vipers. How will you escape being condemned to hell? So we can see Jesus, you know, he points it out. He tells them, hey, you're trying to tell all these other people how to live right, how to live holy, what to do according to the temple and the laws and all this. But you're doing the opposite. You're so unclean and full of wickedness on the inside. You need to check your heart first. How many of you, before we look at somebody else and judge them, we got to check our heart first. Examine our own heart. And that's what God's trying to teach us today. You know, the hypocrite wants to look good on the outside. You know, he, they want to look all good. But on the inside, a lot of times, you know what? They're far from God further than what they appear to be. If you notice in this scripture, Jesus, he wasn't calling out their sin. He was calling out their show in front of people. The persona he was putting on on the outside. He didn't say not, woe to you who cuss and fuss, to you who watch bad shows. But he said, woe to you who have a mask on, acting like you're living one way, but you're really living another. You know, so many of us can put a mask on. There's times when we could put things on and pretend like something is what it's not because we're trying to hide behind the real us. 
And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to be real and raw with him. How many know Jesus was real and raw on that cross for us? And we got to be a church who's real and raw. God is counting on us, church. We don't have time to be fake. We don't have time to play church. We got to rise up and we got to be the church. Jesus is coming back for his bride and he is raising up an army and we have to be willing to be the light in the darkness. We got to be the real deal. There's so many great churches, but how many know I want to be a real church, a real church who walks with people with their real issues and real things. And guess what? We know we're not perfect. I'm not perfect either, but we're all trying to be the best example of Jesus that we can be. Amen. You know, and so Jesus talks about this and I was thinking about this when we were studying and I was thinking about social media and there's nothing wrong with social media. I think it can be an amazing, great thing, but I think also it can be very detrimental if you're not careful. And so I was looking at this and I was like, social media, you know, it can be the perfect breeding ground for hypocrisy at times because it's a place where all day long, you know, people can put up what they want other people to see, you know, a perspective of their life and, you know, but in reality, you know, stuff's totally different. Like you see this like, well, like baked cake and all this stuff and this wife looking like she's just ready to greet her husband, come home. And you don't see like kids over here, like pulling their hair out and the kitchen's all a mess and the dog's like, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. You don't see all this stuff happening. And so people will put up things like, this is my perfect marriage. We had the best vacation, but they don't show that they were fighting the whole way on the road trip, right? <laughs> come on, everybody can bow for that. <laughs> my family too, right? <laughs> we're enjoying our vacation. Oh my gosh. We just got in a fight 20 minutes ago, right? I was ready to ship the kids home. <laughs> But everybody, you know, and we live in this picture-perfect culture that we think everything has to be together all the time. And a lot of times we're falling apart behind the scenes. And so a lot of times you'll see, you know, people will show their best and hide the rest, we say. And um, they'll put up a picture of like their devotional time, which devotional time is important and no condemnation to anybody doing this. I'm just saying you'll put it up and we spend so much time to get this aesthetic picture, you know, where we have like our coffee cup and our mug with a scripture on it. And we're like, I'm spending time with Jesus, hashtag loving God, hashtag always blessed, hashtag all in. And it's like, are you really? Did you even read five minutes in the word or were you too busy putting your picture together, right? <laughs> and that's all great. But I'm saying sometimes we can get so caught up in this world. I've even caught myself doing it, you know, to where like, I'm even in a moment, I'm like, oh, I got to take a picture because I got to post this or I got to show people or this. And I'm just like, I need to put my phone down, just be in the moment. You know, I need to be present sometimes. And so, you know, we can get in this mentality where the logo of our lives has to be like, everything's awesome. Everything's great. You know, and it's okay sometimes to know we don't have to put on a show. Sometimes, you know what? We have to be like, I am not doing well. I'm struggling. And that's okay. And so we have to look at ourselves and make sure that we are not, um, we're being self-aware and we're not trying to put on something on the outside that we're not living behind the scenes because that can be hypocritical. And Jesus wants to um, cause our hearts to be softened, to just check ourselves today. And so, but there is hope for the hypocrite. So if you've dealt with it, come on, everybody in here, I can say at one point in time, you've probably been hypocritical of somebody, right? If the person next to you ain't raising their hand, they probably lying in church right now. Okay. And so we all are human. We have tendencies, but let's look and see what Jesus says in Matthew 23, 25 and 26. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. In other words, he's saying, don't worry about everything on the outside having to look good. Fix the inside first. 
Nobody wants to drink out of a dirty cup. It can look great, but when you put your coffee cup underneath there to go get coffee and you realize the dishwasher didn't do its job and it's straight nasty, right? Nobody wants that. I don't want my life to look like that either, though. I don't want people to see the outside of me and think everything's good. And then when they take a sip of my conversation or of my life behind the scenes, they're like, oh, this is not good. This is unclean. And so that's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying that you have the show, Pharisees, but you have no substance. There's nothing there on the inside. And he's telling us we have to first focus on the inside and allow the spirit of God to do an inner work in us. We have to focus on our heart and start to be honest with ourselves. How many know sometimes it's hard to be honest with yourself, right? A lot of times we don't need somebody to point out when we're doing something wrong. We already know. Sometimes we just don't like to, you know, admit it or we don't like to face ourselves. You know, we kind of deny it at times. Sometimes you're like, you know what? It's me. I need to fix my heart. I'm wrong. I shouldn't have this point of view. I shouldn't be looking at this person or judging them this way. And so we have to check our hearts. And so if you look at this, you know, I think that a lot of Christians can say, you know, I'm a Christian and all this, but, you know, I'm going to live as much to the world as I can, but I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to live as much like Jesus that I can, but still stay in the world. You know, I want to make sure that my heart is right and I'm doing the right thing so that I'm not causing somebody else to stumble in their walk with Christ. And so, Because we've all, I believe, lived there before. We have shortcomings. We have things that happen, you know. I don't want to be a full-time pastor and a part-time Christian. You know, we don't go to church just because we're pastors. We go to church because we're Christ followers. It's who we are. It's who we are. And so we have to make sure, I think we've all lived here before, where we can preach grace to someone. But then, you know what? We pick others apart and we're judgmental. You know, we can preach, we need to please God and not people, but then we can get caught in the sin trap of comparison, trying to please people more than God. You know, there's times that we can preach, we need to trust God with your finances, you need to tithe, you need to give the 10% what God's told us to do because he's gonna bless us and that's all true. But then sometimes we get in the point where we're just like secretly, but God, I don't know if I can do that because, you know, I need money in my account, my bank account and this and that. And we're telling people to do that, but we're not doing it ourselves. Because let me just tell you, I know as much as it is hard to trust God at times, guess what? It's your heart he's after, not your money. It's your life he's after, not anything else. He wants your whole trust. He wants all of us, all of us. And he's so faithful and he will prove himself in our lives. You know, we'll preach, oh, don't watch this. Did you see what they were watching? You ever hear people say, did you see this? Did you see them? Did you see that, right? You hear people say that? And it's like, well, people are seeing what you're doing too. What are you doing behind the closed doors? And so I love this statement, and it's a little bold, but it says, I'd rather be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite. Because how many of you know, we can all fall short, at least if I'm a sinner and I admit it, God can work with me, right? If I'm a hypocrite and I'm trying to cover it, it's a lot harder to deal with because I'm not getting real and raw. But guess what? He already knows. He knows you. He knows you. He knows me. And so that's the times when we have to just be honest with God. God, this is what I'm dealing with. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times, you know, when I've talked with Jacob, I've said, you know, man, I just, I can't be fake. It's just so hard for me to be fake. It's, it's literally hard for me to be fake and not sincere with people. And I think being fake, it's so exhausting, right? Oh my gosh. When you're trying to put up this front or trying to act like you got it all together, or you're trying to do this and trying to have this perfect life in every way, in every shape or form, and that you don't have cracks and you don't struggle or this or that. Guess what? It's mentally exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting, right? And so I think that 
being fake is exhausting, but I think re- being real is refreshing. Because when someone can be real and honest with you, it's like, I can work with that. Now I know where you're at. Okay, let's go from there. The same thing, but it's so hard in our human nature that we have pride and we don't ever want to just be real and raw. But how many of you know when you're real and you're raw about things that you deal with on the inside and you tell someone in your close circle or you tell someone in leadership or you talk to God about it, guess what? It's the most freeing feeling ever. It's like a load is just lifted off of you. Okay, God, I give this to you. Here's the real raw me, you know? I'm totally surrendered. And so that's what we need to do is to check our hearts to be real with God so that hypocrisy doesn't come in and take hold of our hearts. Proverbs 28, 13 says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. I wanna be the one that finds mercy right? I want to be like, God, I messed up. God, I need you. God, the attitude of my heart is not right. I need you to renew my heart. You know, I love that as it says here that, you know, if we are only as strong as what we are honest, we can get help. So if we are not honest with people, guess what? We can't get stronger in that area. So if there's things that we deal with, like if we're being hypocritical and we're living a certain way, but we're saying something else or putting a show on the outside, you're not going to get stronger in that area until you get honest with someone, until you examine your heart. And I examine my heart. You know, we can get to the place of truth where we're honest with ourselves and we say, I'm tired of acting like my marriage is perfect. I need help. Sometimes you got to wave the red flag and say, "I, I need help. I know everybody in the church may think I got it together. Everybody in my family thinks I got it together, but I'm struggling. I need help. I need help. You know, I'm wore out of showing off all my material things, what I have when I'm drowning in debt. Help. I need to get on a budget. I need help. I'm living this lifestyle so everybody else can see something, but inside I'm slowly dying. You know, we can put up these facades. I'm exhausted acting like a perfect Christian while I have a secret addiction. Help. So many of us have things on the inside of us that we're dealing with we don't want to tell anybody else about. But you know what? I'm telling you, if you tell someone that you trust, it's the most freeing thing ever. God wants you to find freedom. I'm tired of acting like I don't need other people on my spiritual journey. Help. Come on, we can act like we're so independent, right? All the time. Or like we're in control of everything. How many control freaks do I have in here? Raise your hand right now. You're trying to keep your hand down because you're trying to be in control right now, right? If your spouse is next to you, you just better lift that hand up right now because they already know the truth (laughs) and you're being a hypocrite. (laughs) But how many know, sometimes we got to say, I need help. I'm not okay. You can be a strong person and still need help sometimes, still need someone to walk with you if you're struggling. We don't have to be hypocritical and put up this whole facade like we have it all together all the time. So as we confess our needs, guess what? Freedom comes. Confession is freeing. You know, and I love this. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy, and we've seen it in scripture. However, he has unlimited grace for a sinner in need of forgiveness. That's so powerful. We see him calling out hypocrisy in the Bible all the time from religious people, Christians. But guess what? He says, I have unlimited grace, though, for the sinner who says, I need forgiveness. Come on, aren't you glad for Jesus' forgiveness? I am so glad when I mess up. Whether it's today, tomorrow, in my past, in the future, guess what? He is always there to forgive us when we come to him and we are real with him and we have the right heart. So I want to encourage us today and just challenge us as a church. It's time to drop the mask. 
We need to drop the mask. Some of us are having a facade that we're putting up, a picture of our life, a picture of who we are. And sometimes, you know what? We can put up as the church, this is who we are, but you know what? Sometimes it's just time to get real. Let's be a real church. Let's be real Christ followers and not have to pretend at times. And so God is asking us, are we ready to lay aside hypocritical tendencies or check our hearts and make sure our motives are right? You know, it's time to confess to people for healing if we're dealing with things in our lives. How many know you have nothing to fear when you have nothing to hide? Right? And I just know, just in my own life and just things in life, you know, it's always like, you know, when you ask a kid, you know, if you have kids, come on, how many parents I got in here? You got kids, right? And so, like, if you ask them something, you know they're hiding something, you can tell by their behavior right away, right? Especially if you got siblings and you bring them and you're like, okay, who did it? You know, and the one's like twitching, you know, because they're probably the guilty one, right? <laughs> and the other one's like looking at them like, I'm not going to rat you out, but are you going to rat me out, right? And what happens is that when you have something to hide, you know what happens? You begin to lie. You begin to cover up things. You begin to do things that are not pleasing to God. It's the same thing with us. When we're putting up a mask and a picture of who we are, but deep down inside, we're really dealing with some real things and some issues. Guess what? We begin to act not like Jesus, We begin to hide things. We begin to lie. We begin to cover up things. And so we have to make sure that we check our hearts. We got to take that mask off. So what would Jesus undo? Hypocrisy, which is the gap between what we show and who we are. You know, many Christ followers can wear so many masks to cover who they really are that sometimes, you know what? They no longer recognize who they really are themselves. We can put on so many filters and so many things in our lives and so many masks and so much this and that and be the perfect wife, be the perfect father, be this, be that, have the, you know, the best uh, marriage or have, be good in your finances, in your career, whatever it is, the best family, the best Christian, whatever, it can even be good things. But is that who you really are? Or is that something that you're hiding behind? And so sometimes we have to remove those masks because a lot of times when we're living in a life where we have this show in front of us that we're putting out there publicly to other people, we're struggling in private. And guess what God is saying? I want to get closer to you, the real you, but you kind of forget who you are. And so we got to remove the mask. And I know a lot of times in our Christian walk, we can all deal with so many things. And um, these are a couple things that I feel like, you know, even in my own life at some point, I've probably dealt with. And one of these masks I feel like many Christians hide behind is a self-righteousness, a mask of self-righteousness, saying like, I'm spiritual, I go to church, I serve, I do all this, I can quote every scripture in the book, I, I've led small groups, I have all this together, my marriage is great, all this. But guess what? Inside, they're dealing with their own things, and then they're judging everyone else, looking down at them, critiquing them, acting like they're spiritual, spiritually superior than them. And how many know this is a hypocritical spirit? This is a hypocritical spirit. How many of you know no one comes to Jesus because they were judged to come to Jesus. They were loved to come to Jesus. Judging people is not going to win people to Christ and it's going to ruin your testimony. So we have to take off this mask of self-righteousness so we can get real and raw with people. And another mask that I feel like many of us wear and we've struggled with at times is the mask of complacency, which can come from being hypocritical too, thinking like, I've arrived, I've got all here, I can be spiritually lazy, I don't have to do this. You know, we only do spiritual things to look like a Christian on the inside, but it doesn't take all that. I don't have to change my behavior, I don't have to change my habits, I don't have to change my lifestyle. That's not what the Word of God says. 
God says that he will change you. He will cause you to have his desires. The things that grieve him will cause uh, you to grieve as well. And so what we can't be spiritually complacent. We have to make sure that we are striving to be more like Jesus. We can get spiritually lazy at times and be behind this and act like, oh, I'm good. I got it all together. I'm a Christian. But guess what? We really have lost our first love. And we're not in love with Jesus anymore. And we're quick to judge other people. And so this is another thing that we can have. We have to be careful to check our hearts of complacency so we don't fall into a hypocritical tendency. Another thing that I feel like a lot of times some of us can hide behind, I think these are big ones. These last two are big, is the mask of blame and hypocrisy. We can blame everyone and everything else for the condition of our own hearts, for our spiritual condition. You know, and we don't want to examine our own hearts and take responsibility. How many know we live in a culture where we blame everybody for everything else, right? We don't want to own our own stuff. Sometimes, you know what? Even though God loves us, he's like, your stuff stinks, right? (laughs) Your stuff stinks. And sometimes you got to have people in your life that tell you, guess what? Your attitude stinks. You know what? Right now, you're not doing well. You act like everything's all good on the outside, but you're blaming everybody else for the spiritual state of you. Guess what? We can have as much of God as we want in our lives. We can't blame anybody else for our relationship with Jesus because guess what? It's our relationship with Jesus. And so we can't blame the church or blame others or blame friends or blame this or that. We have to take responsibility of our own walk with Christ and the own condition of our hearts to make sure we're not being hypocritical and that doesn't try to creep into our lives. And the other last thing that I have is, I feel like a lot of us can struggle with this at times too, and it's called the mask of secret sin. And this is one that I feel like a lot of Christians struggle with and Christ followers is that we try to put on this facade on the outside that we have it all together, but inside we are struggling. We are struggling and we're bound by our own things. Sometimes the things that we point out in someone else is the very thing that we struggle with ourselves. And we have to check our hearts first Every time I go to think about what this person's doing or that, I always say, check your heart first, Tara. Check your heart first. God, check my heart. Create in me a clean heart. I need to know that my heart, my motive is right. And so we have to make sure that we are being real and raw with God. Or are we putting this mask on and pretending like everything's okay? And we try to even put it on in the presence of God. And God's like, no, I see right through that. I see right through it. Just be real with me. You don't have to be fake. And so I feel like a lot of times, you know, we have to confess things that we're struggling with, those around us, to God and come out from the mask of secret sins so that we don't become hypocritical of other people. You know, and a lot of times I see that when we put these masks on, it's like we don't know how to be real. Some of us have lost who we really are, I think, because we've put on so many masks at times. And God is saying, uncover yourself. Uncover yourself so that we can get down to who you really are. Because how many know it's so easy to judge someone else, right? It's so easy to point out the flaw in somebody else. But God is saying, check your heart first. Check my heart first, God. You know, is my motive right? There's a difference between trying to help somebody and then looking down at them and pointing out things. That's a hypocritical spirit. I don't want to be a church. I don't want to be a Christ follower who's saying one thing and my words are exhorting God and uplifting him and this in my lifestyle is exactly the opposite. The way I treat someone at work is the opposite. The way I treat my spouse is not pleasing to God. The way I do this is not pleasing to God. And guess what? I want to be as close to Jesus as I possibly can, right? And by doing that, we can't be fake Christians. We have to be real church. 
Come on, we see that Jesus is coming back soon. We see that our world is getting more and more correct. How many of you know the light shines the brightest in the darkest of times? So God is counting on us to be a real church, a real light to a world who's so broken, who's so full of fakeness. And we have this culture around us that we have to like be like this and look like this and act like this. And you have to have a house like this and you have to have, you know, a social life like this. And guess what? It's none of it's going to matter. None of it's going to matter. Where is your heart with Jesus first? It's so quick for us, I think, to look at the negative things in our human nature more than the positive right off the bat. But how many know the mind of Christ is totally the opposite? He sees the good. He sees the good. So when we're quick to judge somebody or we're quick to look at someone else or we're quick to blame somebody else or say, well, you know, I haven't grown because of this or that. No, you haven't grown because you haven't applied yourself. You haven't gone here because you're blaming everyone else for your spiritual condition. You're blaming everyone else for this. It's not their fault. Go to Jesus. He hasn't failed you. People will fail you, but God will not fail you. We can make all the excuses in the world and we can point out things in other people, but I want us to be a church. It's like, God, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. I want us to be those who are pure in heart. I know we're not perfect, but you know what? I want to be as close to Jesus as I possibly can. I want to walk with people in love and let the Holy Spirit do its job. We are not the job or we're not, we don't have the job of the Holy Spirit to come and tell people all their junk. Most of the time they already know all their junk. I already know all my junk. You already know all your junk, right? And so what we do is we have to love one another and walk with them and see them through the eyes of Christ. I love how David says this in Psalm 139, 23 through four. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So I want to challenge us today, all of us, that when we get in those moments where we want to be hypocritical or we want to step into that mask life or that show or that fakeness sometimes, putting on a front, we could say that we say first, God, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me first. If there's anything in me that offends you, remove it, God. I want that to be my heart's cry. I want to say, God, I want to please you in everything I do. I know I'm not perfect, but I want to please you the best I can. You know, we got to stop trying to be a good Christian because you know what? In our humanity, we're never going to be good enough to earn God's love. It's given to us. But you know what? The best way we can do that is by spending time with the one who is good, which is Jesus. When we spend time with him, we become more like him. We see people the way he sees them, not the way we see them through our human eye. You know, the Bible says, don't point out a speck in someone else's eye when you got a log in your own eye. And I think we've all have done that. You know, maybe at some point in our lives, we're just like, man, I'm, I'm kind of being hard on them. Man, like I need to check myself. You know, I need to check myself. Is my perspective off? Do I have bitterness in my heart towards this person or towards this situation? And it's making me think this way towards them and it's wrong. And we need to say, search me, oh God, and clean my heart. And so I want to challenge every one of us today. The only way to keep that hypocritical lifestyle or the temptation of that to come into our lives and take over is by us always growing in God, challenging ourselves to grow spiritually by taking a next step, whatever that is. And if you've been here a few long enough, you know we're always challenging you to grow in some way, shape or form. Because guess what? We can't stay spiritually stagnant. God is always on the move. So guess what? We got to always be on the move or we're going to get left behind, right? And so we always got to be challenged and always be moving. So I want you to find one step and move on it today. Whatever that step is, 
You know, as you leave today, we're going to hand you something and it has some next steps in spiritual journey that you can take. And I want you to grab hold of one and take your next step because that's going to help us to live more like Jesus in every season of our life. A couple of these are on the screens and we'll put them up there for you. It says, get in a small group, get in a group to do life with people. It's hard to be fake when you're in a group with people every week, you know, but it's people who love you and are there for you can pray with you and be like, help. I need help in my marriage. I need help in this area of my life. I need help in this place. And guess we're like, okay, we got help too. And we're better now. So let's help you, you know, and that's what it's about. Attend next steps. If you've never attended it, find out who you are in Christ. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and go make a difference. You can't make a difference if you don't know who you are, right? You know, maybe it's getting baptized, going public and saying, I'm in this for real. I'm not just saying I'm a Christ follower. I want to take that next step in my journey with Jesus. Maybe it's join the dream team and serve and, and serve in God's house and become more like Jesus. Because how many know Jesus was the greatest servant of all? Amen. And maybe it's attend Fresh Start. It's a class coming up in a few weeks. And it's one that's going to teach you more about how to have a walk with Christ, how to go deeper in him and be growing in him, be learning. Maybe it's getting a recovery group. We have Celebrate Recovery. We have Freedom Group. So many different things that can help you with whatever it is. And it's not just addiction. It's habits, hangups, trauma, grief, all kinds of things that we deal with because we're human and we have a hard time navigating those things. But we want to walk with you and help you be all you can be in God. Maybe it's connect with a pastoral care team member. Maybe you're going through something and they just need someone to connect with you, pray with you, love you, lead you to some faith-based counseling, whatever that is. How many know faith-based counseling is okay, right? It's good. It helps us. We're people and we need to work through things sometimes to be all that we can be in Jesus. And so I want us to challenge ourselves today. Let us be the church that says, I don't want to get as close to the world and still live for Jesus. I want to get as close to Jesus and still be in this world. I want to have, search me, oh God, and created me a clean heart. If there's anything in me that offends you, God, remove it. I want to be more like you today. Amen. Is that your heart's cry today as a church? I believe it's mine. Come on, let's just bow our heads as we close. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you challenge us every single week, God. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you don't want to leave us the same. But you're always teaching us how to be more like you. God, I thank you in these moments that we just examine our own hearts, God. Not anyone else next to us, not anyone in our lives, not any friend or family, God, but our own hearts, God. And if we've had tendencies of hypocrisy in our lives, God, or to be hypocritical or judgmental towards others, maybe we're hiding behind a show, maybe we're hiding behind a mask, God. Maybe there's secret sins, maybe there's complacency, maybe there's a self-righteousness, God. Maybe we've been blaming everything and everyone, for the state of our hearts, God. And we just need to get real and raw with you in this moment, Lord. And we just thank you, God, that you love us enough to cause us to want to change, Lord, because you want to give us something better. And God, we just surrender to you today, Lord. Maybe you're here and maybe you've never given your heart to Christ and you're like, man, this is, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with things and I just have never surrendered to Christ. He's here for you. He, he loves you just the way you are, but he doesn't want to leave you the way you are because he sees who you can be. And he wants you to surrender to him today. Maybe you're a Christ follower and maybe you're here, but maybe you just need to rededicate your heart to Christ. Maybe you just need to recommit yourself to him. Maybe you're like, there's some things in my life that I just need to get right with God today. And this is your moment. We know that tomorrow is promised to no one. And so don't leave this room without making your heart secure with him today. We're not gonna call you up or make you stand or anything like that, but 
We're just going to say a prayer all together with you today. And if that's you, we just want you just to just lift your hand real quick. Just throw it up so I can just see it. Include you in the prayer so I know who I'm praying with today. If that's you, throw your hand up. I see you in the back. Thank you. I see you over here, over your hands going up in the front, in the middle. Thank you. Throw it up real quick. Go ahead. Throw your hand up. I see it over here to the right. Yes. Just throw your hand up. Come on, wait just one more moment. I feel like God is moving on people's hearts today. If that's you and you're like, God, I just need to fully surrender. I've been pretending and I need to get real with you today. Just throw it up real quick. Hands all over. Come on, church. Let's just pray this out loud together. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you as I am. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And I repent of those sins. And I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, put your hands together, church. Come on. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.